Hello, Unruffled listeners. So we have produced a year's worth of content and have approximately 125,000 downloads to date. We can hardly believe it. We would like to give you, our listeners, the opportunity to help us continue to put out quality, meaningful content, but we have a big ask. We are both mothers and creative soulmates. We are multi-passionate and have many projects going on at once and feel like this is the right time to ask for some support. We talk a lot on our show about valuing your creative work and it's time we walk our talk. This is where you come in. So we've set up a Patreon account and your generous Patreon donations will help us to pay for hosting fees, better equipment, and assist us in our dedication to keep showing up here every week. In the future, we hope to take our show on the road and offer creative workshops in select cities across the United States, maybe even interview a few of our guests in person. In order to make any of this happen, we foresee the need to generate some revenue from the show. We believe that our listeners want to support us, so we're hoping that you can help us make these dreams become a reality. Our ask isn't huge. We're some sensible girls, right? We're really just asking for a dollar pledge per episode. That's $4 a month, less than a large decaf vanilla latte from Starbucks. A total steal, if you ask me. We'd love to offer some perks in the future, but first we need to get this campaign off the ground. We can circle back and check with you all later in the year to see what, if any, perks sound good to you. And we're just so grateful for our listeners, and we hope that we continue to earn your support. You can find our campaign on patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. Thanks, guys. The recovery revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, episode 58. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hey, Sandra. Good morning. Good morning. I feel like I have morning voice a little bit. I sound a little like Demi Moore, I'm hoping, maybe a little bit. Six hours before recording time, and then you would have lost your morning voice. <laughs> what do you have, like midday re- voice right now? Is that what's going on with you? <laughs> what's up, girl? What's happening? Just stuff. Mm. Got stuff to do. Yeah. Good stuff? Yeah, it's not a bad thing when you're catapulted out of bed at 4 a.m. necessarily. Um, what I have to work on is keeping my uh, cortisol level slow, mm-hmm. and that requires uh, some deep breathing and some mindfulness. <laughs> mm. Do you have your time in the morning to kind of get centered? Mm. No? I get right to I got got right to it this morning. No, there was no centering. It just um, that you were in the middle of it. I was doing yeah, while I was doing the things I was needing to do. So 
<laughs> You're like, let's yes. get this shit done. Well, right. Yeah. Right. Clear it out I'm of your head. on integration hmm. and everything. And so, yeah, you can get centered. It doesn't, uh, well, whatever. I can talk about it later. But, okay. um, yeah, integration is a big uh is a big topic for me and I'm finding that I can get centered now uh, even while I'm in the middle of something so I don't have to go off I don't have to go sit on the mountaintop hmm. that's progress mm-hmm. yeah yes. that's nice that's nice that that's available or that you're accessing that yeah oh well, I've been, I had to mix up my routines. Um, I, you know, I'm such a routine person and they just weren't working. So, um, I don't know if my eventual end result will be integration. I mean, that sounds nice. Um, but I also kind of like, uh, trying to repattern my brain and doing things a little differently, having intention behind them lately. So I've definitely, um, I've been definitely working on that. So yeah, thank you so much for recommending. I listened to an old podcast of ours, uh, old, I don't even know how old, a couple episodes back, where you talked about those theta meditations. Mm-hmm. And when I re-listened to the episode, I'm like, what? Sandra's toolbox, why am I not going back and using things that she's recommending? Um, hello. And mm-hmm. I did. And Sandra, I'm kind of in, I'm looking forward to them every night and every morning when I wake up. They're pretty cool, aren't they? Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I can't even explain quite what's so cool about them either. It's just I now I'm like looking forward to it. It is hard to put your finger on what is exactly happening. <laughs> why uh-huh. those particular combinations of sounds? I know that's why I was saying whatever it is, it does it for me. Like it gets me there. But like I was finding too that like I really have to have some time set aside even after the meditation to sort of mm-hmm. <laughs> to sort of come down a little bit um, because I've had some intense ones like intense like where uh, okay I'm just gonna say it um, where I have been visited uh, by people in my life that have uh passed away, uh, transitioned. Mm -hmm. They have pulled me places. Um, I have seen like, like uh, you could maybe call it love or beauty. I have sobbed, like Mm. sobbed uncontrollably in those meditations. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what it is. I think it, it's something about that music that I don't get, I don't have the monkey mind so much. Um, so it, it, I don't know. You are, you are completely right about that. Like the visitations mm-hmm. that, that was, that was, um, a beautiful byproduct and kind of surprise of it all. Um, so when I was looking up what the benefits of doing this theta, theta, Meditation, theta. theta waves, a theta wave, uh huh. So it, you're getting to a theta wave in your brain, which is sort of uh, it's where your subconscious to consciousness is. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it was just so interesting to learn just um, 
just that kind of how you're accessing those higher levels. They're saying that, that you're accessing the higher levels of creativity that are mm-hmm. essential to finding the answers you long for. And they're saying like, you can't find them in books and they're not in other people and that the true answers are all within you. Right. Because it's not a rational brain. It's not your frontal prefrontal cortex yeah. making, uh, you know, rational choices. <laughs> it just, so you had, you know, you, you'd explained it as best you could, but you're saying it was kind of hard to explain and, um, but I liked the the effect that it sounded like it that it had on you, and so again, when I started, there I read something and said like this is where the magic happens, <laughs> and I was like, okay, that okay, I'll I'll buy that. Let's see what that's mm-hmm. all about. But it was saying that you um that you're able to enter a dreamlike state without falling asleep, right? Um, so right. it takes place. So it's almost like a dreamlike um mm-hmm. state. And for me, um, the other night it was um. You know, the um, on the 21st of every month, I try to, it's really silly, but I, I try to dream about Casey. Like, I, I have a lot of intention around it. And I um, started listening to these, and I was like, I wonder if this will help since what I had read. And um, I listened to it before I went to sleep that night. And I did dream about her. I don't, And it wasn't the meditation. She didn't come when I was doing the meditation. But I had great intention of hoping that she would visit with no other kind of expectation other than a visit. Like, I don't know how that was going to happen. And it did, Sandra. Wow. She visited and it wasn't blissful and it wasn't super happy. Um, But when I woke up, I was like, did I dream about Casey last night? And I laid back down and shut my eyes and it all came back to me. And that's wow. when I cried because I was like, oh, my God, I, I forgot when I woke up. And I probably would have if I had just gotten out of bed and gone about the day. But I stayed there and um, it was really cool, really yeah. cool. So I'm kind of I don't wish that for every day. I'm not trying to make that happen. But I did have intention about going to sleep going, oh, I, I, I'm calling her like I kind of I want to visit. And um, and when she came, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> my mind, you know, I did something there. I don't know, set it up the foundation or put things in the way of it. I don't know, but it was really cool. And, yeah. Um, and I just feel super good after doing them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And now I don't know if I can go back to listening to spoken word meditation. That's what I said. That, that's why I was, yeah, that's exactly what I had said in that podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. The spoken ones kind of bother, kind of bug me. I, I don't. I don't like them, actually. Yeah. I mean, they're nice just to, um, maybe if you're going for a walk or something, it's something nice to hear. But um, to actually meditate, meditate, uh, and that, yeah, it's, I need that babbling brook and those drums. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that beat. Yeah, that beat in the background <laughs> that's kind of yeah. like like the heart or something. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyhow, thank Thank you, Sandra. I took one of your tools from your toolbox. I was a little late to the party, but awesome. <laughs> really made my week really different. So that was that was really cool. Good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you like them. And if if if, you, if people don't know what the hell we're talking about, <laughs> if you go, if you what they don't the know in, the Insight Timer, which is just a an app. It's a meditation app, and it has I don't know hundreds, thousands of meditations on it. But there's a search bar. If you type in Theta, um, there's lots of meditations that come up 
a lot of them are spoken meditations, but you can get down, if you kind of scroll down, you'll come across some that are just music. And I think the the musician or whatever, the composer, I don't know, his name is Gunther or something. Oh. <laughs> but it's those med- particular meditations. Um, most of them are 20 minutes. Some There's a couple, or maybe one or two that are 10 minutes. And it's just sounds. There's no words. I just had a, pretty, I just had a thought. Um, and the artwork is purple, Sandra. And I'll get to that later. But, mm-hmm. okay, that's interesting, too. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Oh. <laughs> so, I know, we're going to do a show with just us today. And we're going to jump into that in a second. But I just wanted to promote a couple of things at the top of the show here, if we could. Um, for me, I don't know if you have anything you want to want to do, but I have a couple of things I wanted to mention. Okay. Um, my newsletter. I am trying to build up my newsletter. as a, And I'm, I've been... Um, I share a ton of stuff and I've been getting responses lately asking me if I get paid for all my links that I recommend things. And I just want people to know that I do not. I just recommend things that I really love. I kind of like, I like to share stuff. That's kind of what I do. That's my love language. And I'm not promoting all these things. I want people to know I just share because it's what I'm using. It's what I'm digging right now. But I don't get, I don't get money for that. Or I know there's ways to do that. And I just, I'm not that interested in figuring that out. So, um, but I do my newsletter. I want to start sharing my work more. I'm sharing everybody else's stuff is what I've been kind of doing as I'm working on this, on this project that I'm working on. Um, but from, I think I'm going to be releasing my paintings after my show. I'm going to be releasing them to my newsletter followers first, um, to have first dibs at them, whatever's left for sale. And I'm going to be using it more as a, just a, you know, giving them discount codes first and, just really trying to honor that they let me come into their inbox every week. And um, so I'm working on that. So if you want to sign up for my newsletter, it's on my blog. I'm on my website, TammySolace.com. It's on the homepage. You can also get to it from my Instagram um, profile too. You can click on it and I'll take you to uh, my link tree and you can, you can um, click on sign up for newsletter. That's one thing. Do you have anything, Sandra? Um... Yeah, you can sign up for my newsletter as well. Um, I decided, or I don't know if it was a like a hard and fast decision, but um, they were coming out every Thursday, and sometimes that felt really forced, and I don't want to adopt quantity for quantity's sake <laughs> over quality mm-hmm. <laughs> with the newsletter for me. Because I prefer, I mean, unless I really have something I need to share, like promote that I think, you know, people might, it's, you know, timely, um, that my newsletter subscribers might need to hear about. But, um, so that being said, they're sort of arbitrary when they come out. Uh, I try to do one once a week, but sometimes it's once every other week. Um, and I kind of use them to kind of download thoughts <laughs> and then I promote things at the end but you can um they're fun to write so and they're there's not they're not things that are on my website per se um really they are if you want to get inside my head they are like a total thought download mm-hmm. <laughs> um but you can sign up for my newsletter as well at uh, the i love getting your newsletter 
thanks. And I know you said you're not going to, you know, be on a schedule, but I, I have to say every Thursday, I'm like, oh, I hope I get one. I hope I get <laughs> I, one. <laughs> maybe I can get to a place where I can be more consistent, but I was huh. finding that... Yeah, I don't know. It. Uh, I like them so much that I don't want to just put something out that is just a. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't love. I've done a few lists, listicles, and I. I don't love those. So, um, I'd rather save them. They're just little gems for me. So yeah. I'd rather save them for when I really have something to say. Well, they feel like gems when I get it. So I do, I really, um, I save them too. And I go back and I reread them. So I do say, I save, have a little folder in my inbox of newsletters that I love. And that's where I put yours, Sandra. (laughs) I just carry it over. And when I want to get reminded of something or I want to see, I also look at the format of newsletters too. And to try to see what people are doing. And if I want to, if that looks like something I might want to try, but mainly that I could get help with at some point, but (laughs) yeah, I just, um, I took that class from Tiffany Hahn about, and she talked about newsletters and she was just saying, just save all the ones you love that you get, you know, the ones you delete, delete those or unsubscribe or whatever, but the ones that you really love and you look forward to like yours, Sandra, I just put them, I just put them in my, in my little folder to save. And check them out. So, yeah, the newsletter is um, just a way to create community as well, mm-hmm. you know. And that's been, um, you know, I get unsubscribes from people. And I'm mainly talking to women. So I know the one man that unsubscribed, he was like, well, this is not for me. Right. <laughs> he must have signed on and signed out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wanted to promote, um, we're doing um, uh, a little something. Oh, wait, maybe I should wait to do that. I'll wait till... Um, cancel scratch that i wanted to thank the 41 patrons that have donated to our patreon that's what i want to say thank you really generous so grateful and right now it is a monthly um that's how patreon works is it is a monthly um, donation and so i'm trying to figure out i have a couple ladies i'm getting back to that i sent emails and um they want to make a one-time donation so i'm trying to figure out how to how to get that done yeah i don't Right. I, I think we figured out that you there's a workaround. Like you can mm-hmm. make a donation and then cancel your your recurring payment. Yeah. I, you know, there's like a workaround you can do maybe through PayPal, but um, it, don't don't take our word for that. <laughs> Someone right. else did it and told us that it, it worked. That yeah. Way. I'm waiting but, to see because the first month, usually they take these out on the first of the month. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting to see, because if, anyhow, we're, we're figuring it out. I will share in a future episode if, if, if it works or not. But um, but if you do want to make, so I've been, received a couple of nice emails from ladies that one wanted to make a significant donation, um, but only one time. So I am, I'm going to figure that out. But for those of you that have signed on and agreed to have virtual coffee dates with us by listening to the podcast, thank you. Thank you yes. so much. Those $4 a month may seem small, may seem like, oh, why am I even donating $4? It's nothing. No, it's huge. And it's cumulative. And if everybody that listened or downloaded this podcast did that, it would make a huge difference. And we could start, you know, doing powwowing and doing different workshops and things and travel and go interview people in person. So we'll figure it all out. Like those are big plans, but that's the goal, I think. And we don't even know. We don't even know what's going to happen. It's going to allow us to to talk about it and and plan and think about it. 
So big thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Yeah. Yes. I would like to um, mention another thing. So I haven't gotten to promote this yet on the podcast. You've probably seen it in uh, my social media circles. But um, in Austin, actually right outside of Austin, in a, in a east of Austin, in a small town called Garfield, um, which is close to the airport, we... I'm hosting with a couple of friends a uh, workshop, and I'm so excited. And it's called the Women's Circle, and it's going to be on June 2nd from 9 to 2. And I'm hosting it with Sarah Andrews, who lives here in Austin, um, and Sasha Corellis is coming from California. And we are going to have a day of of yoga and we are going to, I'm going to lead you guys through, um, an art project that involves a little bit of writing, a little bit of photography, and then we're going to make some malas and we're going to have snacks and we're going to drink fizzy water and, um, and just hang out and get to know each other. And I'm so excited. This is something that I wanted to do years ago. And it was one of those things that I built it and nobody came. But I put that intention out into the universe and now it's finally happening. And I'm so excited. And you're coming. I'm coming. And Natalie's coming. We're flying in the fun. <laughs> and we have, uh, we have a few people signed up, but we need more people to come. Um, it's The price is good. It's $80. And you get to leave with um, some Polaroids and uh, a Mala bracelet and connections and new friends. And, um, oh, and just real quick, too. Um, the, the location of the workshop is at my friend Spike's, um, it's on her ranch. It's called the Tiny Tea Ranch. And my friend Spike is amazing. I don't know if she'll be around or not. I hope she is. But um, she's hilarious. She is a woman of all trades. She's multi-passionate like all of us. And her ranch is just a really special place. It's not fancy, but it's awesome. You can see her tiny chapel. Um, you probably, if you've been on my Instagram for a while, you've probably seen photos of it because I shoot a lot of weddings in that t little tiny chapel. But she also has animals. She has a couple of longhorns and a couple of horses, and she just got a donkey and <laughs> I've been watching the donkey on Facebook, like when yeah. she's feeding the donkey. I've been watching that. <laughs> so, so how many, what's the capacity? What does the space hold? Uh, we could put 70 people in there. Wow. I'm not kidding. Okay. I know. That's going to be know. awesome. 50 probably more, most comfortably, but yeah. So really the sky's the limit. Everyone come. Yeah. Um, I've heard some people even talking about other besides you and Natalie talking about flying in. So hmm. it's very close to the airport. I can't. Oh, it's going to be so awesome. So can you tell the date and the time? Yeah, June 2nd, mm -hmm. uh, Saturday, June 2nd, 9 to 2. 
Excellent. Yeah, we are flying in early because I want to have all the queso before mm-hmm. yoga. I want to have mm-hmm. some Topo Chico's and possibly some two-stepping, I'm hoping, is going to happen at Ooh, some yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see you. I know. I know. I know. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to yep. be great. So um, I've been to one of Sasha's classes <clears throat> with meditation and malas uh, that she does with Bex Urban. And it was a short afternoon class, and we made a beautiful mala bracelet. And she just brings such gorgeous um, gems and the sandalwood. And then all the meanings um, of those, of those um, are they stones? stones? Or... Yeah, stones. Yeah, yeah. And just so that when you put yours together, you know, you have a beautiful intention behind it. You know the meaning behind it. You're crafting your own mala um, with her help and her expertise. And they're just beautiful. Just beautiful. So, yeah, so the price of the workshop includes leaving with one of those, plus what you're Mm -hmm. providing, which I didn't fully know what you were doing, but I'm very intrigued and I can't wait. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. Um, So on that in that vein, uh, Sasha, who is the um, the glue here. The common thread. Um, she, we are doing a women's circle as well out here in Santa Rosa, California. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, on June sixteenth, and it will be with Natalie Fairbrook, who will be teaching and leading us in yoga and meditation. And Sasha will be doing her um, malas, and I will be doing an art project that will center around gratitude. And that is going to be on June sixteenth. We don't know the times just yet, but by the time this airs. It'll be on my website under events. So again, TammySolace.com, look under events, and you can sign up there. Very cool. I love it. It's like women's circle all over the place. We're just kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that was it. I just was going to encourage people also to um, rate us on iTunes, you guys. I looked the other day, and there's so many more ratings and new reviews. You guys are so awesome. I love it. I know yeah. it takes a minute, but just if you, it means a lot and it'll help us get seen visibly, hopefully for sponsors later on down the road. So we're just slowly building. There's no pressure. But I mean, if, you, if you're over there and you're on there, you know, give us a five star rating. Why not? Because um, <laughs> any star is fine. But um, yeah, the five stars are great. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah, gold stars. So it means, but, but we hear it's great. It means, yeah. <laughs> it means it's really great. <laughs> All right. That's a lot of promo. That's sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. So today we're going to do like a check-in. We haven't done one for a little while. We know we do these little intros at the beginning of the show, but we're going to kind of check in on four different topics. Um, sobriety, health, family, and creativity. Yeah. So you want me to start? You want to start? Go How ahead. do you want to go? You... Me? Take it away. I have a little sip of tea. Mm. So sobriety, I guess we'll start off there. Sure. Um, So yeah, I'm a little over three years sober, right? Three and a quarter-ish. And I think you had talked about this, like after you hit the three-year mark, right? That you're kind of like taking it up a notch. Mm, Kind of doing things a little bit differently. And I heard you when you said that, and I was like, okay. I, I just didn't know what that would look like or if that would be true for me. It is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like right on time, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I feel, I feel like I'm ready to just take things up a notch a little bit, and um, and just kind of change how I'm doing things. And uh, so I'm I'm open to adopting a few new teachers, 
Um, I'm also entertaining the idea of um, a new service commitment within my 12-step program. So I, I'm I'm looking kind of like at a, a different level, like not just serving in the meeting, but maybe doing something outside the meeting in hospitals and institutions or, um, I don't know, just helping in a way that's not necessarily at the meeting level, but outside of it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then I also, I also, um, I've been using a new book and that's kind of what I wanted to share. Um, I got a new sponsee who's been through the steps a couple of times. So I felt like, well, what can I offer her? And I got a new book called uh, A Woman's Way Through the Twelve Steps. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used this book, Sandra? Yeah, yeah. I have uh, somewhere on my computer. I have downloaded the workbook. Okay, yeah, I have the workbook yeah. too. But we started reading it, and oh my gosh, if this this is such if <laughs> if people are having a hard time with the language of the big book mm-hmm. um, of AA, and if they are finding that the language is antiquated or that you know it was written by men, I know this is some of the feedback I've heard. This book is written by a woman, and it's AA approved literature. But it's really beautiful. And so I um, I wanted to just read a little paragraph from it mm-hmm. because the int- this is just from the introduction, but every page I have something highlighted that's just really different and really speaks to me as a woman. And um, I'm excited to go through this book with my sponsee. So um, it talked about, you will come back to this theme of unifying your inner and outer life throughout your journey. Each of the 12 steps in some way touches upon it because all of the steps involve soul-searching and self-honesty. Ultimately, the underlying theme of the steps is living a life that is consistent with your deepest values. The steps Mm. are designed, yeah, (laughs) the steps are designed to help you discover what those values are, to look at your inner life, so that you can see how you may be acting contrary to your values and learn to honor them in the future, in your outer life. This is what recovery is about, integrating inner with outer and thereby creating integrity. That whole paragraph, I just had to keep reading and rereading. I just wish, sometimes it's so hard to enter, right? You know, at the beginning for people, whether that's the 12 steps or any, I mean, just inner sobriety. And that paragraph just kind of was like, I want that. Like, I want my inner and my outer to match. And I think because right. it hasn't matched for so long. I know some people call that alignment. or, um, But when I was new and just not drinking, I couldn't make sense of any of that. So this book yeah, just... Yeah, like, ugh. I don't know if I would have been able to tell you what my values were. Right. Same. At all. Because I had violated anything that I ever would have thought were my... Should have been my values or were my values I had violated, so... Yeah, uh, just it was reading every page. It was like I was it was like, again, and that's what happens when you work the steps as a sponsor, right? When you're working with someone else, you go through them again. And um, that's a gift. And um, I don't know, this book was just I'm looking forward to it. The workbook seems pretty um, uh, a nice way in to do the steps as well. So anyhow, I feel like I'm going through them. And that that has um, I'm open to this now, whereas I'm before I would have been like, I'm not doing those steps again. I just did. <laughs> but you right. never do them. You're always kind of doing them, right? I mean, you never mm-hmm. finish. You not. It's not, I did the steps. It's, you're living, you're doing the steps always. So for me, 
it feels different. It feels like a, a new learning and a new knowing. And, um, yeah, that's been good. I've been, I've been, um, that's, it's come at a perfect time because I have, I've had some, a sober sister in crisis and I've been a little wonky, you know, in my, I guess in my own sobriety, my emotional sobriety of like staying on my side of the street and, you know, you can't save anybody and, um, or everybody, um, ego, like thinking that I can do it all. All of these things lately from my sobriety have just been coming in all these lessons from all these different women. And, um, I don't know, it's been really cool, Sandra. So I'm, I'm open right now. I'm open to kind of expanding and not staying, um, not staying stuck in my old patterns and routines, which usually really ground me, as you know, I'm ready to kind of bloom a little bit. So that's my sobriety. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, yeah, I think that we have, yeah, I think we're evolving. And if we're not, you're right. We're just stagnating. Mm -hmm. Even when we're, we can do that even well, right? I think that we can do that even, you know, when we feel like we're kind of healthy, but, but you can still stagnate. Yeah. That's kind of, and like I said, yeah, not, 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 not like I was in crisis or something was bad that made me had to switch everything, but I was feeling stale and just feeling Mm -hmm. like I wasn't growing, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and there were some flags for that. Um, and I gave myself permission to listen. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at switching things up and kind of expanding a little bit in my sobriety and, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, um, How about you? Okay, so here's what I wrote for this, wrote down for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, God willing, um, I will have four years this summer. And like you just mentioned, I and I've said it before that I felt like I entered sort of a sobriety 2.0 probably. Um, I like that, yeah. The beginning of the year. Yeah, really. And... You know, it's but but now for me, what it feels like, so sobriety for me right now feels like that I'm just really working more towards becoming a whole integrated person. and and by that, I mean like mind, body, spirit. So then sobriety's not just sort of this separate box that I need to tick off. Mm-hmm. I just feel, less compartmentalized, more integrated about it. And it just encompasses everything kind of like you just mentioned in that, or you were just reading that passage where you're like working at every day. It's just an integrated part of your life. Um, so when I go for a walk or I meditate or I call a friend or I call my mom, um, you know, or I finish something, uh, you know, when I offer less judgment or give more loving kindness to those around me and to myself, all of that is working on sobriety because it's part of my life. It's just an integrated part of my life. And that feels really freaking good. You know, um, I remember at the very, you know, the first whole year of my sobriety, I thought, Will I ever not have to work so hard to make this feel like me? Hmm. 
and um, it, it, I didn't think this day would come, but mm. I really feel that it's here. And so again, it's like it's not it's not over there. It's not something separate that I'm constantly working on. It's just an integrated part of my life. Because you've been working so hard for almost four years. Right. Well, don't you feel like, like, um, or I know I won't say we, I felt like it was, it was a badge of honor. It was a little bit, I was operating from like, I'm saving my life. Like it has to be everything, but I don't want it. Like, I think you said this yesterday when I was chatting with you, like, it doesn't have to be um, all that you are. That doesn't have to be the thing that you're known for. Right. Right. It didn't. I mean, it's nice. And I'm out loud. Right. We're out loud for a reason. Mm -hmm. And we chat about this. um, But I I don't want to be known for it necessarily. Right. Is that what you you shared eloquently yesterday with me? Right. Right. I want to be known for what I create. (laughs) Yes. And yeah. Yeah. I like when you said that, I, I was like, yeah, I think I think that's what we're both saying with our sobriety. Um, and we didn't even really talk about it very much. So this is what we're going to be talking about separately. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. That integration, that kind of, it just is now. Yeah. It just is. Yep. And that comes from a lot of freaking hard work. A lot of freaking hard work. (laughs) And it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, not susceptible to, I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't walk around scared. Like I'm like, you know, I'm being threatened with alcohol at every turn because I'm not, I'm, but I also know that I'm not completely indestructible either, you know? Um, but I really feel like, you know, I just, I, I'm not consumed with thinking about it, about not drinking anymore. And, um, And then the rest of it, the recovery part, is just now integrated into everything I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that kind of um, how I'm going to try to explain this. When you're in that place, Sandra, like when you're in the integration, when you are where you're at right now, it's even hard to even describe it, right? It's even hard to... It really kind of is. It's, yeah. I can picture, like, right, outside of my, you know, something over there, outside of my my bubble. It's, like, in the bubble. Oh, you know what? I can I can describe it, even though you guys won't get the reference, but maybe there's someone like this in your life. There is a, a person in one of my meetings who is, like, 25 years sober and has this calm about them has this really beautiful presence, has this kind of, um, you want what that person has and you can't put your finger on it. And I don't even know this person very well, but you can tell that that person is at peace. That person is part of the program. That person is, you know, not perfect. I'm, I'm not idolizing, but I'm just saying like, you can just tell there's some peace there. And I finally feel like a little bit of that I'm, I'm tapping into. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, at the, and I only feel a little bit for me, like, cause I'm still struggling with a couple of things, um, concerning alcohol, but it's like, I can see it now and I can quickly pull those tools from the 12 steps and pull them into my life. And 
I'm, I'm doing that faster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, to where I don't have to think like, this is step 10. I am doing a daily inventory. I'm just right. doing it. No, you're just doing it. Exactly. That feels pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because then it doesn't feel like it's the AA way for me. It doesn't feel like it's, oh, I am doing a step right now. It just is becoming. Check a, check a box. Or, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that is like a surprising and lovely um, shift. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm just at the beginning of it. And I'm not trying to think about it too much, actually. I'm just trying to saying, oh, I could up my game a little. So, oh, we're kind of, yeah, you're, I know you're ahead of me a little bit on this. But I feel it. I feel it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think because you have talked about it, it's also made me aware of it. Right. Like a little bit like to be on the lookout. I'm like, oh, that's what she was. Okay, I get it. Same with the meditation thing that you did. It was like, ah, can't quite fully describe it, but I'm going to trust and be open to what Sandra is recommending, <laughs> which is like what we do in the program, right? Like, be mm-hmm. as open and willing and giving things a try. I'm, I'm doing that much faster now than I used to. That's new. That's, yeah, I, I, I totally understand. I totally relate to that. <laughs> mm. I like this. Yeah, this is a good, good check-in. Okay. Yeah. So next, mm. health. Okay. Amy Newman is who I'm going to share. Um, she's coming on the podcast um, in the near future. But I started taking, she does whole life with Amy and she's just a lovely human being. And I got to meet her a couple weeks ago when I was in Los Osos. And after that meeting and talking and chatting with her, I mean, I know my health is not um, where I want it to be in terms of uh, my diet. And I've shared that on the show that I've been kind of struggling, going back and forth, what to do with it. Um, but anyhow, I took her 14-day green smoothie challenge. Today was my last day of it. I just drank an avocado, parsley, coconut milk, kale, <laughs> chia seed, flaxseed, banana smoothie. Hmm. And that sounds good. It was really good. Um, and I just decided to take that challenge as a way to kind of kickstart something. Um, I didn't do it to lose weight. I didn't do it to, you know, I just did it to say, like, I need something in the mornings because what I'm doing, Sandra, is I have my tea and then I have nothing. And then I'm a crazy lunatic by noon. Mm, yeah. You know, I hit my wall or I think I hit my wall. I can't do any. I'm only creative in the morning. I, can't, I can only do things in the morning. No, I'm, I can only do it because I've hit a wall right. with my nutrition. So doing that plus having a little small something has been helpful Um, to kind of get me over the hump and I've been eating lunch. And so that has been a huge change for me in terms of just, uh, yeah, I guess my mental state too. (laughs) Um, but what I shared with her and that I think stops me from doing these types of things, and we'll get into this with her on the show, but for me, I like even the ingredients she was listing, I don't know what they are. Mm -hmm. So like maca and, Goji berries. I think I kind of know what they are, but I don't really know what they do. Do you hydrate them? Do you not hydrate them? Um, so I got to ask her all those questions with every email that came in my inbox from her. She sends one every other day. And I could ask her those questions. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what bee pollen is or why I need it or what it does. And mm-hmm. she would just give me the down and dirty, not long, quick.
quick. Mm-hmm. And she gave me a couple links for sources that she uses for organic stuff. So I ordered some supplements um, like chia seeds and goji berries and bee pollen. And nothing crazy, but she's like, you just add a tablespoon to your smoothie. Just add it. Don't get... <laughs> she did tell me what they do as well. So, um, But again, open and willing to like trying something new. Whereas before being unfamiliar with those things, I would just not use them. Mm-hmm. And I would shut the whole thing down and I wouldn't finish it. And I would have been like, ah, that's not for me. So that's been good. I've, I've really worked hard to remove dairy from my diet. And so all of the smoothies that I'm doing with her, I always did a smoothie with orange juice, Sandra, orange mm-hmm. juice or yogurt. That's right. how I made smoothies. But oh, her, right. her base, um, is coconut milk and not from a can from a, like a carton, um, coconut milk or coconut water mm-hmm. or almond milk or just water. One day I was or out water. Yeah. One day I was out of everything and it just said water. I'm like, I guess. Yeah. Okay. That seems weird to me, but I did it. Yeah. So I only missed one day and instead of stopping and saying, Oh, I didn't do it. I just skipped that day and, and continued my count and said, well, I skipped day 10, so tomorrow will be my day 10. So that's what I did. So I had one day, and I feel, I just feel, um, (laughs) I don't even know, just I feel good. Yeah. I feel like I am back, like I was missing a little bit of me or something. So that was it that's my health that's um that's been what's been going on and because i've removed dairy my skin is looking amazing i'm not wearing as many scarves to cover up my neck and my jawline from all my breakups or break breakups (laughs) breakouts um and i think that is totally removing the dairy that has that's where i've seen um i think that's been the big difference so that's that's great yeah what about you um well, I, you know, I'm still, uh, you know, my, my diet is still, and when I say diet, I don't mean like restriction diet. I mean like just the way I'm eating, uh, it's still working for me very well. So I'm going to keep doing it <laughs> instead of <laughs> sabotaging myself. And, and what, are, uh, how are you eating? What Rem- I remind me. Do. Uh, I took out, you know, last summer, um, when I stopped eating most meats, uh, I have stuck with that and no dairy and no gluten. So um, I have an occasional egg when I crave one, and I have an occasional piece of fish when I crave that. Um, I just try to kind of listen to my body um, for those two things. But I have had no dairy or gluten or, you know, poultry, cow, pig, uh, since last summer. Wow. And it has made all the difference in the world for me. Mm. I mean, I can't, in, you know, and well, okay. So two things about that. I'm not super precious about it. Like if I go out to eat, I don't make them, you know, assure me that they didn't cook their blah, blah, blah in the same, you know, in the same pan that meat was cooked or gluten Mm -hmm. was in the air or whatever. I, you know, whatever. I don't care. I try to be, you know, I just don't buy those things. Um, So uh, that, and and then I'll also say, you know, this isn't for everyone. And it took me a long 
time of trying to figure out, because I'm very attuned to the way I feel in my body. And, um, and I always have been. And um, I have experimented with different ways of eating. I did one way for a very long time. And that was like meat and vegetables and little carby foods. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a very long time. But the last many, uh, five years maybe, uh, it just wasn't working for me anymore. And I honestly think it had something to do, it has probably everything to do with premenopause and hormones changing and my body changing. And, um, and so now that I have, you know, now that I'm mostly plant-based and have pretty much eliminated gluten as well, uh, I feel 5 million times better. Mm. And, um, I just, it, I just feel like I, my body operates optimally this way. (laughs) I can't describe it any other way than that. Um, I feel like I perform perform better. Mm, Yeah. And I feel sort of lighter in my body. And I don't mean like weight, although I actually have lost some weight finally. Um, Again, not the end goal for me, but... I was feeling very sluggish and that had a lot to do, I think, with, you know, these sort of perimenopausal 20 pounds that I had, that I had packed on mm-hmm. and, um, I've pretty much lost all that. And, uh, so I just feel better yeah. all about how, how I feel. So, yeah, um, it's, it's, you're right. It sounded like it's, um, um, the scale I know that's not true for, for others, but for me, the scale, I didn't own a scale until recently. Um, like I did a health challenge with somebody and you needed to weigh in every Sunday. And I ended up quitting that thing. Cause I'm like, I don't like that, but I did buy one. And so I didn't have one until recently. And so I, I, it's, I've never been one that had to just get on there and do that, but I know how I feel. And I know I'm not fitting into anything. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So my body's like, you're expanding and you can't wear it. So all I can wear is basically the same thing all the time. And that doesn't feel good either. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's, it, exactly. It's about how I feel. And, and, you know, I sleep better, um, most nights and that's super important to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just really mindful about what I put in my mouth and when I put things in my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just really very mindful about it now. And, um, and then I also, I have to move my body every day. And that is, that is, um, mostly for my mental stability and vitality. Um, but I have to move my body every day. Like I physically, like I, like it's a yearning. I can't, uh, it's a physical yearning. So can you rub that off on me? Can you like, when I see you, can you just like get really close to me and just rub that on me? I would like a little bit of that because I do the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have to. And sometimes it's just like 
getting my exercise ball out and like doing back bends on it and just stretching out on it. Sometimes that's the most I do and get on the floor and stretch out. Or I'll do just the regular sun salutations in the hallway of my house. I'm still not good at going to like yoga classes, but I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But most days I do want to be outside, especially when the weather's this beautiful. Um, Walking, running, you know, I love to hula hoop and I take that out in the yard. Um, I do hand weights like dumbbells because that feels good. Um, Again, it's just what feels good to me. And I, it's, yeah, it's just an urge that I, that I have to act on every day. I like that you listen to that. I don't have that urge. (laughs) You know, I don't have it, but I know with my high blood pressure that I need to exercise. And that's one thing that I am not open and willing to, if I'm being honest. Like, I don't know why I live in this beautiful place. There's a beautiful place for me to walk. My dog needs to be walked, and I completely resist it. Mm-hmm. So I need to I need to think about that. But yes, I Amanda Grace, who we had on the show, she's doing this walk every day, like for mm-hmm. thirty days, and doing check ins and having accountability. And even that, I look at it and I'm like, I don't even want to look at that. I can't <laughs> even look at that because I know what I need to be doing. But it feels, Sandra, I have to say, with all the things like what we're talking about today, like it sometimes it just feels like I can't do one more thing. And unfortunately for me, I know that the, that moving would probably help all the other things. It would, right? Be the one to break this to you. I know. It would. It would. It, yeah. it would help with your energy. Yeah. Uh, mentally and physical, and your and your physical energy. All right. Well, maybe I'll listen to you three months down the road, like I did with the theta meditations. But, yeah. Maybe I'll. <laughs> so, the seed has been planted. It, it will bloom. You let it. <laughs> right. Well, it, it's totally. And, and and maybe maybe I seem like a little bit of a follower here, but I I like to resist everything until I don't. And I'm not sure why that is, but that's just how it is for me. And so I have so when I met Amy down in, in Los Osos and we chatted, um, I haven't had meat since then. And uh, our land animals. I'm not. So I, I was like, OK, I can remove that. And that is my first step for that. Um, but it, and I know that you haven't been eating. So I'm like, okay, I know she's only been doing it occasionally and you're not being super strict about everything, which seems very appealing to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Giving myself like an, yeah, that I'm not going to go to a restaurant and be really high maintenance. I, that makes me really uncomfortable. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so no, I have no, cause I don't need to, to I don't need to. And it's not like medical. Right. It's not like I will die if, if right. yeah, if, if animal protein passes my lips yeah yeah okay well uh, you've given me more to think about as usual (laughs) (laughs) no i I like it that's why we're talking like you know that's and all the ladies in our group like i learn from everybody until i'm and it's wait i have to wait until i'm ready oh oh yes well and i have i have you know i have my own things yeah (laughs) sure for sure. But again, like I, you know, it's, it's, I, it's all about integration for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I try not to, um, as far as movement, I, I try not to, um, 
make it all or nothing. You know, like I if I if I can't go for a five mile walk, I'm just not going to do anything. Um, I just try to integrate something small throughout the day. And uh, because I know it's going to make me feel better. Yeah. Yeah, that all or nothing mentality that I did with my drinking is very much how I deal with exercise. Yeah. So I think a lot of people do that. And then yeah. that's what keeps them from, yeah, from doing anything. Well, it's good to have this talk because if I, if I really would remind myself of that, I know that didn't serve me. Yeah. Right? I know that. I know that story and all that is attached to it. So, okay, that I'm going to write that down. All or nothing. Yeah. Nope. That doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Prove that theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. What's next? Family. 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 You know, I wrote something down here that I was going to share, and it just seems kind of like, oh, it's just something to share, but I, I don't know if that's really what I'm going to share. Um, you, you and I talked, um, when this airs, this will be the million days of May. We'll be in the thick of it. We'll be in like the middle of the May uh, of the month. And I know this about May, that the end of the school year, the chaos, my school, my son's school, just life starts kind of amping up. Um, I have some travel happening in there. Um, but for my family, um, I, I shared on, the, on a previous show that I celebrated 20 years um, with my husband. And what I was going to share, what I think I'm going to share um, is that we're, we're going to stop going to therapy. After 10 years of going to therapy. So that feels like a really big shift within my marriage and within my family. um, That we've been working really, really hard (laughs) for 10 years. And that might sound like a long time. And some people might judge that or think like, well, if you need to go for that long. But we have enjoyed it. Um, We've never, my husband has never tried to get out of going. I try to get out of going all the time. Um, (laughs) And so finally... um, but we've always gone. We just did it anyway. And I learned a ton of stuff. But I feel like lately, which I'll share in my next thing when we talk about creativity, but there's been a mantra. So I wrote it in my, in my um, calendar in February that nothing changes if nothing changes. And over this last month, um, I'm trying to adopt that in all aspects of my life. So my sobriety, I guess you could say I was doing that by trying something new and my health, nothing changes if nothing changes. That could be the whole theme for this share here today. But with my husband, nothing changes if nothing changes. So we need some time, I think, away from analyzing our relationship. Um, And not that it's hard analysis, but we just need some time, a break from that. And so we're going to take it. And, um, I wanted to share that on here because that's not a super invasive thing. I don't, you know, I don't, it's not like I'm telling you about our therapy sessions, but I feel like that's huge because, Mm -hmm. um, I'm ready to be open and just kind of practice the things that I've learned, um, through being sober, through going through therapy and to kind of just exist now in my own family unit. And, um, we feel like we're, we're in a really good place. And it hasn't been that way for, you know, a long time when I was drinking. And even in sobriety, it's been like it's a new way to live. And we're at three years of me being this way. And he's got a new partner, basically. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So parenting, family life, um, um, 
we're struggling um, to parent. Um, we're not struggling. That's the wrong word. We're um, aligned. <laughs> we are partners. Mm-hmm. We are we are on the same page with some challenges with our son. And that feels good because before I was so checked out, I wouldn't have been involved or I would have been, it would have been confusing. And um, that feels really, really good. And um, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, I have a, I'm in the midst of a teenager right now. He just turned 15 and he's teaching me a lot of lessons is all I'm going to say. So that's where I'm at. That's good. It's so feels uh, it's so good to be on the same page I mean I know that um you know when I was drinking I you know because sometimes you 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 are on the same page with parenting and then sometimes you're you're not a little bit you know especially you know um my husband is my son's stepdad and you know that doesn't matter a whole lot except that you know um uh i don't know sometimes he has slightly a slightly different um approach than i do Mm -hmm. and uh which is fine i mean we're not the same person but we are definitely on the same team and um but i know that when i was drinking uh i I would have just turned a lot of things into resentments Hmm. Um, instead of just, you know, saying instead of just staying on my side of the street and accepting my part in things and understanding his approach and where he's coming from, it would have just been I would have just resented him, I think, a Mm -hmm. lot more, you know, because he wasn't doing it. Uh, according to my, he wasn't parenting according to my expectations. And, um, anyway, uh, so yeah, I think that God, thank God for sober parenting. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. I, I, I would not be the mother that I am right now. I know that if I was still drinking and the, the little blips and kind of normal teenage stuff that we're going through with our son, um, would be, I would magnify it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he would be resenting me. Oh, yeah. Right now, he's just, you know, normal teenager, just not digging his mom. But I know if I was drinking every night and then having something to say to him and acting how I was acting before, he would have so little respect for me. And I know oh, that would sure. not help the situation at all. Yeah. So I feel awesome to come home from my meeting last night and I met with... You know, just the normal <laughs> what's happening with him, what's been going on. And um, I don't take it personally. I'm really, it's been a, a lesson in not taking things personally. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I don't have a ton to report on the family front either. I, you know, I, I've mentioned before that we are definitely having weirdly opposite experiences right now with mm-hmm. teenagers. Um, my son right now is at, I'm enjoying this age more than any age I've ever enjoyed with him. Oh, well, I'm, I'm happy for I you. I am so loving him and his teenager self. I just <laughs> love everything, uh, that he's becoming and he cracks me up every day <laughs> and he 
texts me from school, when he's excited about something or when he's upset about something. I mean, we just have the best relationship that we've ever had. And who knows, I could have a totally different experience with my daughter. Um, but it's really good with my son right now. And um, I just love my kids. They just, they amaze me all the time. They, I learn so much about myself I just, I think I thought before I had kids, I thought I was just going to have these little mini me's, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I think you think that, right? Yeah, of course. Like I'm going to mold this like a piece of clay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to mold this person like a piece of clay and they're just going to be like a little mini me. And they're so not. And it's so interesting. I look at them, I just try to look at them with curiosity and amazement. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's going to come out of their little mouths. Huh? Yeah. So that's the family front. But, you know, I started when I was thinking about this topic, I really wanted to talk about friendship for a minute. And I know we've covered friendships many times, Mm -hmm. but I had this epiphany the other day when I was walking or just these thoughts about friends, I'm having like a real, like deep longing right now to have some in real life friends that I Mm. feel like I'm kind of missing right now in my life. Um, but I started thinking like when, when I was drinking, one of my favorite drinking activities to do with some of my girlfriends was to just get really drunk and then unpack all of the horrors of like our childhood Mm -hmm. because you know none of us could afford real therapy (laughs) (laughs) right like drunken therapy where we'd cry and analyze each other's fucked upness you know yeah and um while it felt like super cathartic to you know to be heard um but we never did anything about it, right? We just yeah. would like dump it. <laughs> right. We would just dump it, but we never try to get healthier or anything. Um, we just would really, we just really liked wallowing around, you know, in the like victim mud. And um, poor me, you know, of course, of course, we're getting drunk because of all, you know, all of the things that happened to us. Um and then the other type of friendship I had was just like the fun sort of surp- surfacey friendship that was just kind of light and airy, but kind of stayed there on the surface. And um, and I just for I don't know why that in sobriety. I mean, we've talked about it, of course. It's hard to make new friends, and I and I have those now. Um, but they like with you and with other friends that I have met online, but nobody's in my, yeah in my vicinity. No one's in my circle and I don't have that friend yeah. um, right now. And it, uh, you know, when I'm busy, 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 and I don't really 
think about it a whole lot. I don't feel that longing, but every once in a while I do. And, um, you know, and I think I, I have, I'm developing those friendships right now, but they're still just new. And so, um, I don't know. It's really, uh, it's friends, friendship stuff is hard for me. Hmm. (laughs) It's just as hard for me. (laughs) Is it hard because of, um, the dynamic that is it closely linked to that you really kind of just drank and that's how you bonded with your friend. Not that that was the only thing, but that, that, that part, you can't do that part anymore. So. Well, I guess, I mean, no, I, I, no, I don't, I don't really think that's it. I Mm. mean, I really do, you know, I really, the kind of friend I want is a friend where you're, you know, focused on, each other's potential mm-hmm. and creation and lifting each other up and being with somebody where it's okay to be positive and happy. I swear sometimes, yeah. you know, like I feel like I, I feel like I'm making, I'm bonding with someone or I'm, I'm, you know, and then sometimes I feel like I, um, like I need to, tamp down my energy Hmm. you're not met really with the same yeah Uh -uh. I I get that you know um I'm lucky to have Natalie so close yeah and um I feel I feel um yeah I'm I'm very lucky to have Natalie so close but a woman that I've met that you know as well and that we're doing these workshops with Sasha she has been, I, I took, I took, we had like a slow courting, right? And then I kind of didn't know her very well, but Natalie was friends with her. But when we got together after we had recorded that podcast with her and I went to the gem show with her and the way she was like the same, like she wanted to, like, we're building women up. Let's have these relationships. Let's like, that's our power, you know? And I have not known a woman who just kind of like said that out loud and like was like that had intention behind like what we're doing as friends. Mm-hmm. Like that is that the foundation. Exactly. Yeah, that, that is the foundation. Right there excites me. And she has been very much a teacher for me. And so when I went to that retreat in um, December with her um, and Natalie that we did up on the North Coast, and it was uh, there's an so talk about an energy around somebody you can see it, right? You can kind of see this um, mm-hmm. this uh, light this um, positivity, this kind of where that's where you push off of instead of, instead of pushing off from all the drinking stories or the bad stuff, or it's like, you're pushing off from this new place. That's and, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like I know, I know what I value in a friendship now. Mm-hmm. And it is that over, yeah. Over things that I used to value. Yeah. Um, well, you're and, on your path for this. And I am. Yeah. I am, but sometimes I have a little bit of, you know, I feel like it's sort of a hole that's not, not been filled yet. Mm-hmm. So there's a Potential. little bit of a longing there. Yeah. Yeah. But you're aware of it, which is pretty cool because then that also, you know, you're going to invite it in. You're, 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 you're going to be open for it. You're ready. True. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I wish I lived near you, but then I wouldn't live near Natalie and she would just get on me about that. <laughs> She's so funny. 
She cracks me up. Yeah, I'm so excited that we're coming to Austin. Me too. So me, Natalie, and Sasha are staying in a house um, together for... I'm sure there's going to be so much laughter. I better just... I'm probably going to pee my pants a lot is all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hmm. So the family you choose. So that, that, that kind of falls in that category. Yeah. Kind yeah. of the friend family. Um, I know this is going long and you just ended, but I, I'm going to just tag on to what you just said because I spent um, some time with a friend from, I'll say, my old life, my drinking life. And um, I was a little nervous about it this weekend. And we had such a beautiful weekend. And it is because we did go a little bit deeper than we normally have been going. And I talked about how uncomfortable I was at a recent dinner party that I threw for her. And I talked about how I don't want to do that anymore. And I was met in such a way that surprised me. And I don't know why it did. Oh. (laughs) And it just reminded me, like, that I tell myself a story sometimes, too. Right. Um, And because... um, because I was able to be open and honest about that, it opened up the rest of the day of the conversation about, mm-hmm. we talked about gossiping. We talked about why I really left book club, um, which I think I'd been honest on here about, but I don't know that I'd been completely transparent with my friend. Um, she knew it, but I didn't say it out loud. So when I got to say mm-hmm. it out loud and be seen and heard, um, I left the day, I, I went into the day going, hmm, is this going to be superficial all day and really tax me like really be taxing on me my emotionally Mm -hmm. and because I showed up and was able to open up it changed the dynamic and she shared lots of things with me and we talked about how all we used to do is drink and gossip together Mm -hmm. and I said it doesn't feel good I said that's why I've been staying away and um I said I don't mean that as a judgment I just mean like I didn't know what else to do with myself I'm trying to live in this new way and it's hard because it's a trigger Drinking's not the trigger necessarily all the time, but just the relationship is the trigger. Mm-hmm. Reverting she, back to that, yeah, uh, that old way of being. Yeah. She was like, "I get it. I totally get it, and we can work on that." Just like I told her how I work on it with my sister. She's like, "We can do that." Right. I was like, well, "Oh." That, that just speaks to you know. Um, sometimes we, yeah, we have these stories or we assume things, for, and we don't give our old relationships a chance yeah. to meet us where we are. I was and, afraid of it. Yeah, it is. You, it is. It is scary because we. You can be rejected, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's a real fear. No one likes the feeling of rejection. No, but also just me making that story and making it be true, because parts of it are true. But how do I know that that's what it is today? It's been three years. Well, exactly, exactly. And you not giving her a chance is doing you both a disservice, right? Yeah, I thought I was protecting myself. So the fact that I said I want to try out these non-alcoholic dinner parties and I want to maybe try some mocktails, I feel I haven't felt ready for mocktails, really, to be honest. Um, They were too close for me to um, my ritual of always making myself cocktails at home. But I feel... I feel differently now and I'm willing to give it a try. And I said, I also, I said, I think I just don't want to serve alcohol in my home. I need, I would feel better practicing going to a dinner party because I don't get invited to anything anymore either. 
you know, right. <laughs> as yeah. I feel better, like showing up, leaving at a, you know, leaving at a reasonable hour, opting out if I need to, I have some control over when I can leave the situation. She's like, well, why don't we practice that? And then if you want to practice mocktails, we could do that one night. And I was like, okay, so I don't have to lose my friend, um, if I don't want to. Yeah. And that's on me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, where I think I had kind of compartmentalized and put it in a box too. Like that's not available to me anymore because she still drinks and I don't. So anyhow, I just, that happened this weekend and it was really this beautiful kind of realization. Um, and so you know, I wanted to share that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm. So much to learn. <laughs> right. <laughs> Every day. Every day. Okay. okay, what's next? Shoot off the last one. Mm. Creativity. Sure. <laughs> um, well, like I mentioned earlier, I've been kind of, by the time this airs, I know my newsletter and some blog posts I wrote about this topic, but that whole saying, nothing changes if nothing changes, has really been helping me in my creative life right now. And I um, I have this show coming up June 5th is the opening of it, and it'll go through the month of June. One of our listeners is going to be out here and going to come and see my show, and I'm super excited. Oh, that's so um, exciting. So we're going to hook up hopefully for coffee and, and go see the show together. Um, and it's going to be in Guerneville, California. And it's less than a month away that I need to get the work done. Like, my school ends May 23rd. So actually when this airs, I'll have a couple weeks left and I'm sure I'll be like crazy lady. But I've been getting coaching from Tiffany Hahn. I do her inner circle. I've been talking to my professor and the theme that was coming up. And then I had this mantra in my head, nothing changes if nothing changes. And basically, um, my, uh, there's like a creative, there's a challenge every month in the inner circle that I do. And it is to do the opposite of something. And so I've been trying to do that in my life. And with my painting the other day, I was just stuck on these big paintings. And my professor said, like, what is the color that you never paint with? What is your least favorite color? And I said, purple. I never paint with purple, like ever. And I thought that I didn't like it. (laughs) So I painted with it and it was the answer. And I was like, Mm. ah, this is just like sobriety. (laughs) (laughs) to try the thing that you say you don't want to try or that's not for me or that's not my color that's not in my palette and that's that's just not my it's not a me thing no I tried it it worked it gave depth to my painting it um softened some things It, it just it changed the perspective it worked and that was like a light bulb moment for me Sandra it just kind of was like oh I need to do the opposite on some things that I'm doing And it might not work, but that's Mm -hmm. when you just go, okay, well, that doesn't work. That opposite didn't work, so let me try something else. But when I'm staying stuck in my comfort zone of the colors that I always paint with, yeah, it becomes monotonous and boring. Right. And there's no depth. And yeah, so that I could relate that to sobriety. I could relate that to my life when I do that. So picking purple has been this, this, um, (laughs) this little aha moment for me. And, um, yeah, that's it. Just nothing changes if nothing changes. So every time I'm kind of stuck, I keep saying that. 
Like, okay, well, how can I switch this? How can I change my thinking or how can I change actually physically something? Mm -hmm. Um, So that for my creative life, that has been huge. Um, And I'm also working on um, an artist statement with a creative coach named Kaylin um, Butin. And she, she's an artist that I admire and an abstract artist. And she's been super helpful and helping me. So hopefully that'll be all done and I'll put that up on my website when it's all done. But uh, um, I'm just getting ready for the show. I'm just trying to wrap things up. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm very excited. What about you? Um, gosh, I feel like, uh, my creativity is being dispersed amongst five different things and which is not always good (laughs) because because not everything is most likely getting the attention it it needs um but for whatever reason that's how I'm working right now um it's it we talk about it all the time but I could do a million things right now and um, and it's very hard for me right now to get centered and focused um, on one thing before I move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, do you need to uh, wrap up? Like, do you need that focus to wrap some things up on, on the project or out of these no, five things? I or can you dabble? Oh, is anything ever finished, really? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, well, Sam Lamott would say yes. <laughs> Just fucking I, finish it. <laughs> I, yeah, I made a batch of kimonos mm. and I sold all of them. Um, I... I'm I'm eager to make the next batch. They're all sort of kind of put together um, in piles, you know, because they that's how they start mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. piles. And um, but they just need to be cut and stitched up. Um, I'm working on. I love my hundred day project. Oh, uh, so I do love I. it so much, but like I can't sit down and do it every single day. Some days. And so I've been, so I kind of batch those. My goal is to have a hundred though. Yeah. If I don't make and share every day, my goal is to have a hundred of them because I think they're going to look so cool. Oh as yeah. A group. Um, just so cool as a group. I have no idea what I'm going to do with them, but, um, I love, they're like this beautiful surprise when you do post them on Instagram. There's like, they're just like a beautiful surprise in my feed and it makes me stop for a minute. Think about the word. Think about the intention of the word for me. I love it. Really great. Love them. They have, they are really like a complete joy. And so, but with those again, I'm batching them. Like if I had, if I could clone myself, (laughs) Oh my gosh, the world better watch out. A couple of extra hands. I would get, so it's not like I'm even procrastinating on anything. It's just, I'm having some explosion right now and I can't get it, you know, I can't physically do it all. I need to hire somebody. I I don't know. Then, then, whatever. Um, I had this conversation with Aaron Shaw Street. We chatted the other day about, um, you know, taking things to another level and how Mm -hmm. you do that is you have to some at some point you have to 
outsource. <laughs> outsource. You have yeah. to pass ta- some tasks on to other people. Hmm. And I'm not so good at that. But anyway, whatever. Um, someday. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, realizing uh, it's probably half of the thing and then that'll right. be what it is if that ever needs to be what it is. I'm uh, working on my presentation for the workshop that I mentioned at the top of the show. Yeah. And I'm really excited about that. It's um, it's, ba- it's basically, it's going to be an exercise that's about reflection and perception mm. and how letting go of expectations and judgments can get us, you know, out of the muck out of the mud that we may be wallowing in so we can make room for something to grow. Hmm. Um, I like that. And, uh, right. So that's the gist of, of the exercise. And we're going to, like I said, we're going to do some writing. We're going to do some picture taking. There's going to be a mirror involved. It's going to be, um, the way I've visualized it, I think it's going to be really, I think it's going to be a good exercise and I think it's going to be very meaningful. Mm, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. And, um, and then when this airs, I might be in the middle of my very first program called the midlife solution. If I have anyone sign up for it, we'll see if Mm -hmm. no one signs up for it, then I will take my cue from the universe that it's just not time. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, how long is that program? Well, so I had overthought it and overwrought it and everything. And I just made, I just sort of did a, it did a countdown and made a decision that it was this first one, which is going to be almost like a beta program since it's the first one, um, is only going to be four weeks. I honestly think it could be a longer program. I think it could be six weeks, but, um, but I had to pull a trigger or I was just going to sit on it for another year. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, even it, even as I'm thinking that we'll be midway through this midlife solution program when this airs, um, I hope to offer it again. I want to offer it again in the future. I want it to be a thing that I offer, but it's basically a program that's, you know, allowing ourselves to make space for the things that we really want to do and then even become that person that we really want to be. That's Mm. what it is in a gist. Um, I love that Sandra. Right? I love that you're yeah. teaching it because you live it. Well, and you I tell it. you, Tammy, it's been a struggle, though. I have had sort of an existential struggle, and it all got sort of straightened out with the astrological reading of oh. my natal chart. And I cannot wait until you have yours. And so I'm not going to talk about it too much because we're going to we're going to have a whole podcast about it. But I was having the struggle about, you know, am I a teacher or should I just stick to being a maker? Mm. You know, right. am I? There's a difference. Yeah, yeah. Yes, there's a difference. Uh, you know, am I a seeker or can I also be a healer? Mm. One is. Um, a sort of an isolated event. <laughs> One is um, an internal event. Uh, 
but the other one involves community, more community. And I've really, really struggled with that. It's about, you know, a transition. And I, and I wrote about this in, in, um, the last newsletter I put out, but, you know, I struggled with this too. And we transitioned from, you know, from being a blogger to a podcaster. It took a minute for Mm -hmm. me to accept that, okay, now I'm a podcaster. Now I'm somebody who uses my voice, not just um, through words on the internet, but I use my actual voice through a podcast. And it takes a while to transition to that new uh, role or wear that new hat. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I know that this is another transition for me. And really that's what the whole, my whole midlife solution program is about, you know, yeah. I'm writing it for me because that's what the whole thing is about. It's like taking on, um, a new, a new title or taking on a new role and accepting that and integrating that, um, into your life and, and giving yourself permission to, um, be that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> that was been the struggle, and well, I really got a lot of answers mm, through the through the uh, through the reading that I had. Can't wait till we talk about that. I know. I can't, can't wait, wait for my. Can't oh. wait until you have yours. So you're pushing forward. So you must I'm have pushing forward. Mm-hmm. I'm pushing forward again. I come in with a little trepidation, like does anybody want this? And that's probably not a good energy behind an offering. <laughs> well, <laughs> do you, it is what it is for now. <laughs> have you, I'm sure you've heard Holly from hip sobriety talk about her first school, how many students she had. Did do you, do you know that number? Uh-uh. She had seven. Okay. Yeah. First school. I think she, wait, seven or 13. Oh, now I'm wrong. Now I'm second guessing. Anyhow, that Much 13. Less than she had, many less than she has now. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, she just built it up from there, but she needed that first school you gotta do the first in one. order to do it. So you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm excited for all of the things that you're doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're showing others like this can be done. Right. And I like, you know, like what you said at the top of the show, like it's not you're not you're known for your making and your teaching and your voice and your that's what you're going to be known for, Sandra. Yeah, you know, and not that you're necessarily desiring to be like known superstar, but you're doing what your calling is. You're listening. You're listening to yourself. Right. I mean, there's a reason why we get the ideas that we get, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, some of them never come uh, to, you know, to full development. Some just stay in the idea stage, but they were given to us for a reason. Well, I was painting and so, so in my painting class, it's, um, I don't, I don't participate in the critiques because for me at this stage of my project, like I know what my project is. I know that I'm painting about the landscape of my drinking. I'm, it's very, there's a big narrative to my painting, um, that the viewer doesn't necessarily have to know, but Mm -hmm. just that I know while I'm creating, it's important to me to know my narrative while I'm painting and so I don't get feedback from students and not a lot of people come up and talk to me while I'm painting. Cause I kind of give that air of like, I don't want to talk to, I want to just be in the work mm-hmm. because you can get influenced by others words. 
Sure. And so my teacher, who gives me tons of great advice and really usually very open-ended questions, but last week she said to me, she said, I think maybe a couple of these don't want to be landscapes. And I said, no, 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 they are. They do. <laughs> no, I can't. No. They do want to be landscapes, Claudia. <laughs> they do. And she was like, okay. I just, they're looking like maybe they're talking to you and telling you something different. And then I looked at them and I told them to shut up. <laughs> I was like, nope. Because they weren't, they weren't, they were looking like two different paintings. One painting was looking like two different paintings. I'm like, it's just not reconciled. It's not that it doesn't want to be. Uh, and she's like, well, sometimes you just have to paint where it goes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I get that. But please don't tell me that four weeks before I need to be done with 15 paintings. <laughs> don't tell me that. I can't, I can't invent a new thing. I have to listen to my gut that I am following through with this whole project. And so I, so I came into the studio this week and I was like, I I heard what you said, but I'm going to tell you what, where I'm at. (laughs) She was like, okay. I said, I'm finishing a painting today. One of these is getting reconciled and they're getting done. And it has to get done because that will cause the snowball effect of me getting the rest of the things done. Mm-hmm. And she just looked at me kind of like with a little smile. She's like, go paint. And so I did. I went and just painted my ass off and started using oil paints, which I hadn't used for 13 weeks. I've been resisting using oil paints. And once I started that, the nothing changes of nothing changes thing came into mind. Everything started to flow. Everything. So her saying that was actually a good thing because it's like I was just meandering with this thing, thinking like, oh, I don't know. It's not working out. It's just that. But no, listening to my intuition, listening to what I know I want to make and how I want, I want it to come through me. And so I guess I'm relating this to you, listening, like listening to your inner voice and knowing, and then having that, um, that reading and that astrology kind of back things up for you or give you that voice too, like my professor, like say a couple of things that are, can point you, right? Is that what happened? Mm -hmm. Like, or, Uh, or solidify? Mm -hmm. It it, it was validation. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was validation because I've heard I hear my my voice I hear my intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also accepting that some things are just both, you know. Mm. They're yeah. not polarized. They're not absolutes. One thing either or. or. The other. Yeah. yeah. Well, both. it's the all or nothing. It's the black and white. Yeah. It, it, that 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 doesn't seem to be super helpful. Mm-mm. I mean, in some in some things, you know, it keeps us the out of drinking, harm's way, yeah. right? <laughs> right. We, we don't want to yeah. be drinking. We're not drinking, so that 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 that's a good absolute right to stand behind. But mm. besides that, everything else, yeah, doesn't have to be so much, you know. Mm. So, well, you are about to be blooming all over the place, Sandra. Hmm. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for you. <laughs> I am ready. Oh, well, we got to wrap this up. We've been chatting yeah, a long are. time. We have, um, I have some quick three things. I don't know if you have three, I things, have but, three things. Okay. How about you go first? Okay. So, uh, my first one is a book that um, I uh, kept seeing on the on the webs, on the, on social media. And I picked it up a few months ago and I'm slowly getting through it because it's very intense, but it's by Dr. Joe Dispenza 
called Becoming Supernatural, and he's written a couple of other books, too, that I have not read, although I had heard of his work. But this book is so good. It's hmm. so good, but it's very intense. Um, sometimes I put it down and say, think, I'm not smart enough for this book. <laughs> so <laughs> this book... I, this book needs to be read by someone smarter than me, but, um, but it's really good. And, uh, and it, uh, it's a lot about meditation really. Mm -hmm. Um, also a lot of the practices that he talks about, he's a doctor, so he talks about them in more of a scientific way with a lot of, uh, you know, scientific um, uh, a lot of testing and, and lots of proof. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's also, they're the same concepts that are explored in Kundalini and that you'll read about in like, you know, becoming in, uh, uh, invincible living by Guru Jagat and, you know, um, uh, a lot of the same ideas with chakras and energy centers and, breathing techniques and meditation hmm. but um but it's sort of a it's a bit of a game changer and becoming supernatural mm -hmm. okay. becoming supernatural yeah well funny that you mentioned guru jagat she's my share today um my tool just started reading invincible living um, the Power of Yoga, The Energy of Breath, and Other Tools for a Radiant Life by Guru Jagat. And Sasha Corrales, who we've talked about on this podcast when she was on the show, said that this should be required reading for all women. And so I wrote that down and I ordered it and I just started it. And so I'm going to read another little paragraph from this book because I'm sure this whole thing I'm going to highlight. Do you have this book, Sandra? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It was in my tools a while ago. Oh, my God. It's well, very good. Yeah. again, late to the party. Um, but I like what she said. It reminded me a little bit of what you hear in the rooms about take what you want and leave the rest. And so here's here's um, she said. So I offer you this book from the heart of my teachers and this profound lineage through my own heart and practice as a choose-your-own-adventure into your own incredibly unique, distinguished, and breathtaking human dignity, intelligence, and grace. I offer these practices from the most practical to the most esoteric, from stillness to movement, and this information as a way for you to empower your own deepest knowing and the forces of evolution and creativity that are moving uniquely through you in this very moment. Take some, leave some. Practice, breathe, give yourself a moment to explore the deeper parts of the mechanism of happiness and fulfillment that are inherent in you. I love that. Mm, I need yeah. to pause. I'm going to soak this book up. I'm going to take it's what I want and it's leave the rest. Yeah. So. I um, had checked it out from the library and read most of it and then had to return it. And then um, our friend Diane, I won't mention her last name, but from she's in our secret Facebook group. I know she gifted you a book. Well, she gifted me that book. Oh, so I know. I know. So now I have it. That's um, sweet. I know. So we sweet. have the best but listeners. Yeah. 
We really do. And that, that book is excellent. It's a yeah. great book. Yeah. yeah. So I'll link that in the show notes. I'll, I'll link all of these things in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. Useful tools. Okay. So my second one is I went to see live music this week and that always rejuvenates me. Um, I think it's that I like, I, I did a whole, um, monologue about live music in our secret Facebook group. And so I won't regurgitate what I wrote there. I liked but, what you said, though. It was, <laughs> Join our group. You can hear all the inside stuff. <laughs> exactly. I, there was like a, I had this full circle sort of moment. But um, but yeah, I went to see a rock show by some ladies. One of them happens to be sober. And um, I don't know, maybe they all are. I don't know. But, the, but one is sort of out about her sobriety, the lead singer of the Breeders. And, um, and, uh, it was just so good. Like just seeing, um, there's something about going to see, uh, different types of, of creative things that I don't do (laughs) that really is, um, inspiring to me. Yeah. You're so great. I get, I get anxious about crowds, um, but that might be a story too, but, um, I like how much it makes you happy. Oh, makes me so happy. So happy. It was so good. And so, I'll have to I'll have to look up the breeders. I have no idea who they are. Oh my. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> I know how out of it am I. Well, uh yeah. If you didn't do like <laughs> 90s kind of grunge stuff, you know, maybe you maybe you miss them. But they're they're ladies. Ladies that rock. Okay. So. I'll check them out. Well, I'll check them good. out. I think that was my country music two-stepping phase. And maybe. Yeah, maybe I was out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the second thing I'm going to recommend is... Uh, so in changing up my routines at night, um, before I do those meditations, um, the theta meditations, I've been reading one page from Pixie Light Horse's Boundaries and Protection book. And it's this little slip of a book... Um, there's they're one-sided pages, so that's not double-sided. Um, it's just like a one-page reading, like a teaching. Um, and the one that I I'm gonna again read another little paragraph from is called "You Are Magnificent." And um, so she says it is your responsibility to step into your humble, courageous magnificence. We begin as miracles, impressive, exceptionally fine, but we are taught to forget our miraculous nature. We are warned of the terrible danger of becoming self-centered and spoiled. We are told we're too big for our britches when we begin to show our strength in early, undeveloped ways. The high price of these worn-out ethics is that we do not value ourselves as miracles, and we will not value others as miracles either. These are one-page, kind of just incredibly condensed, smart musings and teachings from her. And so I read it before I go to bed at night, the one page, then I do the theta theta meditation. And then in the morning, I pick it back up again um, at my desk. And I kind of either do a little writing in my journal, or I I just think about it. I just think about the lesson that was there. And um, yeah, I just have really been enjoying it. I'm about, I don't know, about 10 days into this practice. But um, I just haven't been reading before I go to bed. I, I'm so exhausted at the end of the day. And so I thought I need to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I've been doing. And I've been enjoying it. That's nice. Yeah. Um, okay. I was going to, I was going to say another thing, but I think I'll save that for another time. Um, I'm going to mention one more book then. So okay. I'm also reading a book 
that I kind of resisted her work, I think because she's older than us, but now I'm like, now it's relevant. <laughs> and it's um, Dr. Christian uh, Northrup's mm-hmm. work. So she wrote a book about menopause that I bought um, that's excellent. And, um, and then, but what I'm reading, the book of hers that I'm reading right now is a book called Goddesses Never Age, mm-hmm. The Secret Prescription for Radiance, Vitality, and Wellbeing. And it's so good. It's so good. So she's about, she's, she's, a, she's a couple of decades ahead of us. I think she's in her early 60s. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it's just a really good book. It's a lot of ideas that... Um, I kind of already know, um, gosh, a lot of, she even quotes, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenzia, who Mm. I just mentioned before, a lot throughout the book, um, and quotes his other books that he wrote because he hadn't published the one, this one that I'm reading right now. But, um, she just has a really good, I mean, again, she has the scientific medical background because she was an OBGYN forever. Um, but she has a more integrated, um, medical approach. Mm -hmm. And so it's just really a book about God living a good life in the second half of your life. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a great book. It's a, it's a pretty easy read. I'm a little over halfway through with it. Um, but a good book, lots of good things for women our age. Great title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I know. Oh, okay. So my third one's a book too. I already shared and read from it, but it is um, A Woman's Way Through the 12 Steps by Stephanie S. Covington, PhD. And I'll link to that in the show notes. And um, I think it's for anybody. If you're working the steps or not, I think it's a, it's a small book. It's not super huge. And I think it would be enlightening, especially if you're if you're entertaining the idea of going into the rooms and it seems a little weird or scary or, um, you know, you're not sure what to expect. Gosh, really easy way in and, and speaks just speaks to the woman um, right to the heart of it. So I recommend that. Mm-hmm. That's it. We've talked for a long time. I hope our people haven't fallen asleep. (laughs) Thank you for staying with us this long. (laughs) Thanks so much. We are just loving um, everything that's happening with our community. And if you guys want to be part of our secret Facebook group, you can just friend us up on Facebook and ask to be added and we will, we will include you. Yeah. Yes, please. All right. Well, have a good one, Sandra. Okay. You too. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.